Episode 6, Rebranding. And let me tell you, rebranding is much more than a new logo and some new business cards. By now, people in our local market will know that such video, Karen's company, has turned into Redinger Studios, which has been a significant piece of growth for her over the course of the last year. And we're here to talk about that from both sides of the coin. The Speakeasy Podcast, honest conversations about leadership and sanity in the creative industry. I'm Karen Steffel. And I'm Jen Estel. Managing creativity and business, we probably have an opinion on that. No prohibitions. Clearly, we have cocktails. So today we're having French 75s. It is perfect really for any celebration, um, not just the one that we're celebrating. Uh, It's a little nose-tickling bubbly paired with a floral gin and citrus. How is this made, Jen? Oh my gosh, we've got Bombay Sapphire, which is one of the best. And um, any brute will do, but I think expensive is usually a good plan when it's this level of excitement. One of the things that's important for our listeners to understand is that not only has this been a giant transformation for me, for my business partner and such video, being born into render studios it certainly has felt a little bit like a like a rebirth or kind of a relaunch of a company but um, that redhead design studio was really responsible for so much of how this process has gone for us and it's been a really wonderful process so why don't we start by talking about what is branding Branding is much more, like we said before, it's much more than a logo. It's much more than your business cards and your website. And that's where I think Render really did it right. Your brand is everything about you. It's from how you answer to your phone, to how you treat your clients, to what your final product looks like, to whether your vision aligns with what it is you do on a daily basis, to how you treat your employees. And that's why Karen and her business partner, David, really did a ground-up rebrand. They started at the very beginning. Some rebrands are visual, but this one went all the way back to changing the name of their studio, which was starting at the very beginning. Significant amounts of research into existing perceptions from clients and potential clients, research into how internal stakeholders feel about the brand. So to do a proper rebrand at the level and depth and commitment that Karen has done is everything from the ground up, really. How did that feel to you? I knew that when we decided to rebrand that it was going to be an incredible amount of work. That doesn't scare me at all. I wasn't prepared, though, for uh, the emotional work that I needed to do uh, in order for it to go as well as it did and for it to be as authentic of a brand as it is. And when we started getting feedback from our brand researcher who talked to stakeholders, internal teams, former clients, existing clients, our prospects, when that information came back, part of it was incredibly validating, but it also revealed some things that we could walk away from or things that we knew we needed to, if we wanted to embrace them, we needed to improve upon. And when we started really talking about our values and um, how we wanted to articulate the things that were most important to us, it was a much more thoughtful and deeper experience emotionally than I thought it would happen. And this has been much more than a rebrand for me. This has been an opportunity for me to completely reinvent my professional career. One of the things that I haven't shared with you is that I have hung my hat a lot on my professional career for these first 20 years on me being a chameleon. I am able to pick up the baton where it needs to be picked up and run with it. I can be who I need to be for my client. If they need a tactician, if they need a cheerleader, I almost just become who they need me to be. I've always worn that as a badge of honor that I can be who I need to be for my clients. And what I've learned in this process is 
I can own how much skill I have and how much value I bring to the table and not have to feel like I have to be a chameleon anymore. And so I feel like this really is a relaunch of a company, one that truly feels like it reflects my soul for why I do what I do. That's kind of exciting. Yeah. And that's that's what's good about a brand when it's done right is it should be who you really truly are and it should be an authentic and accurate representation of truly deep down who you are. It's not something you put on and pretend to be. And that's why it's been really fun to watch you go through this process and watch you sit down and make those hard decisions and definitive answers about this is who we are, this is what we do, this is the kind of client we want to do work with, this is the kind of work we want to do moving forward. And those are such hard decisions as a business owner making those kinds of decisions are it's very brave because by saying yes to thing one you're saying no to thing two and watching you go through that process and make those decisions so that you can move your company forward and make it a truer representation of the work you do and the way you serve your clients has been really really interesting it's been a lot of fun to watch you know you and your team has had such grace in allowing us to walk through the process that we've needed to walk through in order to get it right that i know that your team has had to push the pause button when I needed to do work that took me longer than I thought it would take me because I needed to do it right. I needed to sit in it for a bit. And then I know your team has had to move faster than maybe they were comfortable doing to play catch up. And that dance that we've gone through together has been such an honor. It's kind of fun, actually. It is an honor. It's amazing to be invited into that process. And part of doing the work that we've done for you is words and tone of voice and strategy and vision and helping you to articulate that the right way and watching you really take the time to ensure that what you're saying is true, it's meaningful, it's representative of where you want to be, and it's just a lot of work to get a brand right. And I think you guys have done everything you possibly could, which is exciting. It is gorgeous. I mean, even their walls are gorgeous, you guys. You should see the paint job and the custom lights and everything in their location is just beautiful now. So that's exciting. I want to know, though, Why did you decide to do it? Well, I think I already shared, though, that it was just time. There was a lot of change that's happened in my industry. I think that enough change in industry standards, in marketplace structure, there really wasn't any one reason that we wanted to rebrand. It just became a crossroads. I think in our last episode, we talked about change and growth. And I realized that there was so much change happening in my industry, among my clients, among marketplace even in my internal team, I don't think that how we were presenting ourselves as such video accurately reflected who we were and the service that we were for our clients. Um, so when I say we relaunched a company, our core values aren't different. Who we are in our soul, we're actually finally articulating it accurately, the things that we do that are really, truly amazing, that make a difference. So whether that was this is the growth That was the answer to change. So that's one thing. Making sure that our voice is checking us out really quickly, who are really great matches for the services that we provide, are able to easily find us and understand that they're matches. The thing we see with Render and that they've been able to articulate and as having been a client and having watched their work for a long time is knowing that they have an exceptional adherence to art and to quality and to strategy. And you feel something. You can cry. You can laugh. You feel it in your gut. And that's something that you just don't see everywhere. So that's kind of exciting. We have some tears that our clients give us, but those are sometimes 
huge compliments because if we can make our client who's so close to the subject matter cry, then we know that the potential for um, an effective return on their investment really is right around the corner for them. And that's that's what matters. Our, our, in our souls, we want to make a difference. We want to give a voice to whatever that human experience is that our clients need to communicate or to evoke in their audiences. I know that rebranding has been hard for me, but I know that what you guys have done has not, even though it's been graceful and beautiful to watch and an honor to be a part of, I know it's not easy. (laughs) That was not an easy project for you guys. Actually, no, it's never easy. It shouldn't be easy. If it was easy, people wouldn't pay for it or need it as a service, but it sure has been satisfying and fun. The best part about what we get to do is it's wonderful to be able to immerse yourself in a client and understand their thinking process and what it is they do and help to portray that. And so we got to start very early in the process with Karen um, and David. We helped them rename. So our first job after research, of course, was to figure out who they were and what that name might look like. And for us, that is a lot of research, a lot of creative thinking, a lot of giggling, a little bit of booze, a lot of bad ideas, a few good ideas, etc. We presented to them a number of names, some of them emotive, some of them funny, some of them too personal to be the end answer. And you know, we landed on Render Studios, which I think feels just right. And, and we knew it felt just right because almost after they chose Render, we started calling them render right away. And so it was hard to call them such in the interim when we knew what their new brand was because it just felt like the right answer. So, of course, for us, we started with the name. We developed that into a logo and an overall vision and tone of voice. So everything from the words they used to describe themselves, the kinds of words they would put on their website, the kind of photography and art direction that would happen with their videography, the way they present themselves in all of their mediums. We've thought through those things, of course, making the logo and all of the materials that go along with that. So that's quite a bit of me being in your business. And incredibly supportive through the pre-launch and launch plan and, and getting right down to the the recommendations on the tactical launch. Those are, I mean, I've said it in other podcasts where I'm very familiar and comfortable being at the marketing table with my clients, for example. But for me being at the marketing table as a client of yours, the amount of precision and detail and the mastery around recommendations. And while, of course, there is a formula, there is a process that one has to go through to do a rebrand, especially as completely as we have done. But there was nothing formulaic about it, except for maybe the steps one, two, three, four, five, the order that you might go through. Every time I wondered why we were doing it a certain way, there was an absolute reason. And every time I wanted to play it safe, I was questioned about whether I was playing it safe. And it was such a wonderful experience being treated in that way that I knew even when I received pushback or heard a recommendation that I didn't like or made me uncomfortable or I knew would mean more work for me, that I respected that it came from a place of we're all in this together and it's going to be successful. Well, we hope it's successful. So far, so good. So far, so good. The response has been amazing. Yeah, let's see. We're, what, one week in since you did your launch. So we're right in the throes of this right now. This is great timing. And it's been very fun to see and watching the social media response and people being excited for you, especially people who have known you for all 36 years, to see the support that you're getting there. And that's been a lot of fun. So our role was to help with both the brand and marketing and launching of the brand and then We'll leave that in their capable hands in a few weeks where they proceed as render and make it go. 
Yeah, and it's been kind of overwhelming. It, and I'm not going to say that the overwhelm is behind me. There's plenty of work to be done as well. It's just like any good party that you throw. You know, you kind of have this buzz for a few weeks. But then, like, the real work will continue. Yeah. There's no question about it. More champagne, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay. With Jen. Um, thank you. One of the points I wanted to make about this is the reason we're talking about this on the podcast, number one, it's a huge change for Karen and for her organization. And really the thought of this podcast is change and growth and honesty about what we face in our daily lives. But it was such a smart decision on your part to take that leap and rebrand from a technical and tactical marketing standpoint. There's a lot to be gained by that. But I think also from a personal standpoint, our listeners can really understand how taking that time to self-assess and see whether you're a business owner or you're in a corporate career, how you can really refocus and re-articulate what it is that you're great at and how you add value. That process that you had to go through as part of this rebrand, is a it's such a smart and difficult process, and watching you go through it has been interesting. I got to go back to that chameleon concept because I think part of, you know, in such video, certainly... Um, my business partner's last name is such, and David such is a well-respected and um, well-loved person in our community, not only in the production community, but also in the art community, uh, statewide, really. Um, he's making some differences in communities using art as economic development. That is to say, there's nothing wrong with the such video brand. No. But just like I have expressed myself as a chameleon, that is a bit like such video. We were really, I mean, we've been good at, at lots of different things. And I think we were able to really reflect on the things that we were the best at, the things that really spoke to us and satisfied our passions. And then we're able to then focus more narrowly on those things and attract clients and partners who really want to do those things. It's that advocacy work. It's that healthcare work. It's it's any anybody who's making a difference in the area of economic development or advocacy in general. And so... Being able to really hone in on that target audience and uh, make a difference in those areas is inspiring. I'm just, I'm just lit up. I want. I I'm, I don't want the party to end. I'm really enjoying myself, <laughs> but like I'm ready to get to work. That's fun. Yeah, it's interesting that you talk about that because that really leads us to outcomes. The reason why someone would rebrand, and in this particular climate, there is no shortage of video production and film companies out there just as there's no shortage of brand companies out there like what I do. But being able to hone in on what you're great at and hone in on the clients you serve the best and figuring out where you can be of service the most really feels like it might be narrowing your field, but it's not. It's actually allowing you to do deep, deep service to the people who it matters to and to be able to really be true to your own values and what it is you enjoy. So this kind of rebrand and focusing allows you to shine and really articulate who you'll do your best work for. There's no shortage of clients out there. And I think both of us in our industries, we have tons of competition, piles of competition in the creative industry. And really, there's room for everyone to succeed, specifically if you're positioned well, specifically if you have um, a good focus about the work you are great at and want to do. That's where you serve your clients the best. And so that's a really good reason to do this assessment and figure out how that works. And being able to put some new paint on the wall, it doesn't hurt either. Um, I am sure 
that when we had that first conversation about whether we would be a good match to do this project together, I'm sure that any concern I had, I was able to, you know, be really honest with you about how it might go. And I'm sure you had some time to reflect. You weren't the only firm that I had a conversation with. Certainly, you were the person who I knew most intimately among the people who we considered. And so it came with some different things to consider, right? So uh, maybe had I gone with a different firm, it would have been work for hire. But I'm sure that those pros and cons uh, of working with somebody that you know so well exist. I struggle right now to think of the cons or articulate the cons because it's gone so well. Um, But certainly one of the cons up front could have been, you know, whatever could have happened could hurt a relationship. Sure. I mean, if whatever could happen could hurt hurt the relationship, and that would be terrible. And so that was scary. So for us, it felt very high stakes. You know, we're doing this for David and Karen. These are people we love and we've loved for a long time. We don't want to screw it up. Always rebranding and name, naming somebody's company is fraught because it's like naming someone's baby. You know, the that's a very heavy, heavy responsibility, trying to give someone a name for their organization or options for names for their organization that will be effective now and in 10 or 20 years, that resonate, that feel right. That, to me is a very heavy responsibility, especially for somebody who you love and who is your friend. So that that was a bit of it. To be honest, one of the scary parts for us is we know that this is ungodly expensive. And if you're going to do it well, it requires commitment. And it's as a small business, I look at the expense and it makes my breath catch. And knowing that we were embarking on something that would be really expensive for you, made us nervous. And of course, our first instinct is, well, there are friends, we should give them a deal. But the best work doesn't always come with a deal. So while we wanted to say, oh, you're our pals, we'll do that. Don't worry, we'll fix it up. It'll be fine. We won't bill you. That's not an accurate and effective way to do accurate and effective work either. So that was a little scary. You know, you pay for good work. And um, then you expect good work. Yes. That's, that's a part of a transactional relationship, even though it hasn't been a transaction at right. all, really. Right. And I have a friend who once told me she runs a local nonprofit. And she said, if I can't pay for the things that businesses do, I'm not a business. So looking for handouts is not a way to run an effective balance sheet, which I thought was really good advice. And I've taken that to heart. But, of course, mixing money and friendship is also something is something you have to think through. Although on the flip side, we are adults and we know how these things work and we understand math. So there was that. Of course, the reaction of the community because we work in the same physical space, but we've been so pleasantly surprised by how much people have enjoyed it. We've gotten great kudos back from people who said that we love the work that you've done. I think you guys have gotten really good feedback. So that felt nice. Yeah, absolutely. And I think once we, you know, kind of decided to move forward and it was kind of all systems go, I knew I was in a no-lose situation, to tell you the truth. And I don't mean that to sound, um, I don't mean that to sound (laughs) odd by any stretch, but I just knew that between my team and your team, there was no way that I was going to be left hanging. The date was going to come, the launch was going to happen, and I knew everything was going to fall into place. And I think that speaks highly of your team that works so hard for you that everybody wants it to be successful. And it has that's been. True. It has been. That's exciting. Well, and it's going to continue to be, so that's that's exciting. I know. I'll, I will say, if there were a moral to the story, maybe there's two. Um, thing one is branding, rebranding, reinvention is absolutely a place someone should go. Just because you're comfortable doesn't mean 
you have all of your potential accounted for. And I think this year has been a great example of how reinvention and growth can benefit a business and a person. And that's thing one. Thing two would be pick the right vendor. Pick someone who you know is going to be invested. Pick someone you know who's going to care and that you resonate with and can have a personal conversation with. Um, This is not very transactional. This is not just business when you're talking about something as personal as a brand and a vision and how your company is represented. So that's it's very important that you pick somebody who understands you and listens to you well. And so that's one of the things I think our relationship gave us, which was nice. That would be my big advice for someone who might be embarking on this themselves. And I think the last uh, thing three, I think if I could add a thing, is it's not for the faint of heart. And I don't mean that to say, I don't say that to dissuade anybody from embarking on a project like this, but it's all-consuming. And the light at the end of the tunnel sometimes feels very distant. One of the things that I practiced from the very beginning of this process was I just threw out the window knowing anything. I didn't go into any of our meetings, like when you presented us names, when you presented us colors, when you presented us logos. I didn't go into those meetings having any predictions or assumptions. I just wanted to sit back and have it presented. And then I wanted to be able to listen to my visceral reaction to all of those things. And so I know enough to stay out of my own way, right, in this process. And I think I've hopefully done that okay. I think you did a great job. How did it feel to you to be the one being presented to? Because usually you are the one presenting. It always felt a bit like a date, kind of that giddiness and you can't wait to see how it all plays out and boy, that was fun, and I hope we get to do it again. (laughs) I just, like, every time it was um, a bit like a holiday. That's exciting. Mm -hmm. So what is in store for Render in the next year? Oh, my. You know, I hate to have it all boil down to a trite statement, but really being able to share our narrative with people and to continue to tell that story, to invite people to engage with us and to see if we're a match to do business. Certainly, we want to grow in that way and expand our horizons, but not only expand those horizons, but deepen those relationships that we already have. We have unbelievable clients who have been with us for a long time. And I think this will give us some space to do even better work for those existing clients and have some new relationships, too. Hopefully, some of the things that were in our blind spots or my blind spots in doing a rebranding process are are in my rearview mirror now and that I can get back to cultivating and curating those narratives for people and giving giving those other organizations the opportunity to have their voices heard um, and doing that service for them. But speaking of blind spots. Speaking of blind spots, we all have them, don't we? Yes. Yeah, so and so I've been under the microscope a lot, not only for this podcast, but for the last you know nine months during this rebranding. But next time we are going to have something else under the microscope, our human resource blind spots. That's true. We're going to put ourselves under the microscope a little bit. Human resources is one of the hardest things you can do as a small business owner. I'm not trained to do it. How about you? Nope. And I know that um, while both of us, I'm sure, I don't know all of the ins and outs of your human resources experience, you know, I, I think we try very, very hard to treat people as individuals and with humanity and with gentleness. And sometimes those blind spots lead us down the wrong path. And maybe that's what we'll talk about next time. And in the meantime, where can you find us online? Search Easy Underground on all the social channels or check us out on our website, thespeakeasypodcast.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Join us next time when we put our blind spots under the microscope, specifically in the area of human resources. That sounds a little scary. Hey, we aren't small business owners, so we can manage human resources. But we do. We do. Yikes. Join us next time.